Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Friday, Edwin. It is a happy Friday. It is a good Friday, a good Friday. We're looking forward to the weekend and being together to worship the Lord. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, we hope you'll come out and join us at Livingston. All the information you need is at christiansmeethere.org christiansmeethere.org we're excited about our new facebook page facebook group excuse me we already got the page but the we group page, yeah. paging and grouping yeah the group makes it a little bit easier for us to communicate yeah. and converse and so go over and check that out check at, it out yeah absolutely psalm 51 yep. is where we are we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna keep reading psalm 51 today this time from the lexham translation psalm 51 for the music director a psalm of david when nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone into bathsheba be gracious to me o god according to your loyal love according to your abundant mercies blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and from my sin cleanse me for i myself know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me Against you, only you, I have sinned and have done this evil in your eyes, so that you are correct when you speak, you are blameless when you judge. Behold, in iniquity I was born, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts you make me to know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear the joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and all my iniquities blot out. Create a clean heart for me, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and with a willing spirit sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation. Then my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. With a burnt offering, you are not pleased. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Do good in your favor towards Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate reading from the Lexham. So one of the things that um, I noticed in the reading today is mm. actually with the title, uh, to the chief musician. Okay. All right, or to the choir master, which means or underscores, hey, these psalms are about public performance, aren't okay. they? Okay, yes. Yeah, this is this is for everybody. And these seem to be such deep, um, intimate ideas and sentiments that, that David is expressing. But it is for everyone. It's for all. It's a model. It's, it's a model. model. This is yeah. this is the prayer that we can pray when we have sinned and our guilt is before us and the broken and contrite heart is taken over and we want to come to the Lord seeking that, beating our breast, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. sinner. I, I, I realize how big my sins are and I need a big God to forgive them. And yeah. you're that God. You're that yeah. God. That's, that's what we've been talking about all this week long. Now, I... I almost hate to do this because mm-hmm. it's Friday, and I know that what we do on Friday is find Jesus in the psalm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to say this is a psalm. We don't find Jesus so much in the psalm as we find Jesus 
under the psalm. Jesus is the foundation of for this psalm. This psalm could not be written Mm -hmm. if it were not for the sacrifice of Jesus. There would be no forgiveness for anyone, David included, if it were not for the fact that Jesus ultimately is is the sacrifice that pays for and cleanses us of our sins. There is so much allusion in this psalm to the sacrificial system. Mm. Whether you get back to the hyssop, and we talked about the purging ceremonies in there, the sacrifices of the animals and whole burnt offerings being referred to. We come to a, a place in the New Testament, like the book of Hebrews, where all of these figures then are are made clear to be fulfilled in Christ. They were pointing to Christ and foreshadowing Christ, and, and here is Jesus who is it. I think, uh, you know, we haven't actually waited till today to bring Jesus into this discussion. It's pretty much been every conversation. We've recognized the great importance that Jesus has. We know that our sins are a big deal because Jesus is what it took to pay for them. We, We went back to that on Tuesday. So, I guess being since we've been able to bring that up so many times, yeah. I'll I'll be okay with making today an exception that that's not my focus on what <laughs> I want our conversation to be about, because I the, the way this psalm ends, I think we need to address that this this psalm in ends, verses eighteen and nineteen. It's a really odd ending up it through is. verse seventeen. It's clearly an individual penitential psalm. I think you're right about that. It's such a shift though at the end. At verse 18, all of a sudden, it's about Jerusalem and building up Jerusalem and building up Zion, and and yes. then there'll be sacrifices. Let me read that again. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of the righteous, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Who's the they? Why are we talking about the temple now on Mount Zion? And, and then we've got the idea of the building of the walls. So here's yeah. one of the reasons that, though, I, I, I mean, it just doesn't matter what you say in the Bible. Somebody's going to argue with it. And oh. so this is, this is one of those places. The heading says this is David's prayer when Nathan came, to, came into him. And yeah. you're going to have a, an entire host of scholars that say, well, I mean, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> this obviously was written much, much later. Just look at the last two verses. It's talking about rebuilding the walls, walls of Jerusalem. Yeah. In, in fact, one of our translations this week, I don't remember which one, used rebuild instead of build. Uh, yeah. And so, well, this was clearly written following the destruction of Jerusalem yeah, and editors. Editors put this on here. Now, look, I'm, you know, we've talked about this before. Honestly, if that were proven true, it's not going to shake my faith in God or in his word. I'm okay with a psalm of David, meaning a psalm in the order of David. And I'm actually okay with some later editor saying, yes, I know I'm writing this much later, but you need to be considering David going into Bathsheba and his sin when you read this. That's really going to sit. I'm really okay with that. I don't know why, though, we don't just stick with, God got this Bible the way he wanted it. And if this is here, it's because he wants us to be thinking about this. Yeah. This is when it happened. Yeah. Okay. So so you've got some folks saying, oh, clearly this was written much later. You've got other folks that say, well, these two verses must have been added later mm. to take this very personal psalm and now apply it to Israel at this moment when they've been judged. Okay. As when Nathan comes to David, so that now Israel can make it their communal penitential psalm. Okay, I don't have a problem with that either. I mean, if that were proven, it wouldn't shake my faith. 
now, a lot of folks push back against that, saying, well, no, David could say this as well, because, you know, he was building Jerusalem, and he knew that Solomon was going to be building and adding, and so he could be praying for all of that. But I... Here's what I'm, I'm wondering. If, if all of that discussion misses the point, mm. maybe there's something that's just a little bit more pointed and purposeful that David understands about sin. This entire psalm has demonstrated David's understanding about what a big deal his sin is, right, yeah. how awful it is. Right, right. What if these last two verses are actually just another layer of David recognizing how terrible and awful his sin is? Mm. What if David is pointing out here, I get it. My sins are not just about me. Okay. When, when I have violated God's law, I'm not the only one that's impacted. This is not just about our relationship, Lord God. This is about the relationship of your people. And when I sin, mm-hmm. I am causing danger to my city of Jerusalem. I am putting the city in danger. And what I need is for you to build up those walls. And it doesn't necessarily have to be referring to an actual construction of the walls of Jerusalem. As it is the idea of, God, you're the one that strengthens. You're the you're one that fortifying. builds up. You're the one that... For, that's a great yeah, word. Yeah, fortifying. You're the one fortifying these walls. I, I've dropped the ball on this. Mm-hmm. My sin has put us in danger. Yeah. Um, it's Like in, a city without walls. Yeah. In fact, it may be the recognition. He's been saying, don't take your spirit from me. Uh, you know, it, this, this might be a thing that causes a detriment for our entire city where you would allow us to be judged. Mm. And it wouldn't be the first time David, or it wouldn't be the only time David committed a sin and God brought judgment on the on people. On the nation, yeah. yeah so we're going to see that with the census. Um, now, certainly, I think we'd see that with David as king, mm-hmm. because he's the king. But let's go back to the fact that what you brought up a little bit ago. This is for everyone to sing. Yeah. And so when everyone sings this, they're highlighting that just like when the king sins and it brings danger to the whole city, when I sin, it's impacting the whole city. It's impacting the whole congregation of God's people. My sins are not just about me. So in that, I I see some hints at it even earlier in the psalm. Verse 13, he talks about, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you, the new King James says, that in my process of going through sin, brokenness, seeking forgiveness from God, that there is an instruction for all others and for the people. And as people learn about sin, as people learn about its grievousness to themselves, to others, and to God, then then they are built up. Then God is I mean, encouraging them, I guess, restoring them, and building up Zion and building up Jerusalem. What's so powerful about what you said there? I wasn't even thinking about this. But you know, the, the point I'm trying to get across is that my sins impact others and my sins aren't just about me. What you just brought up is my repentance is not just about me. Yeah. My repentance impacts others. Uh, David is really saying in those verses that if I linger in my sin, I can't bring transgressors to you. I can't get other sinners to return yeah. to you. But but by forgiving me, yeah. w- when others see that forgiveness and see my broken and contrite heart, they will be drawn to have a broken and contrite heart. They will be drawn to repentance. They will be drawn to relying on you. I think that is really powerful. Here, here's why I think this is so important for us today. Just on a very pragmatic, practical level— Um, when someone comes to talk to me about my sin, Mm -hmm. my natural reaction is I want to tell them, hey, 
you butt out. This is between me and God. Well, isn't that everyone's reaction? <laughs> okay, good. Say, hey, like, man, check your eye. I think you might have a, a big log in your eye. Yeah, You're you need to talk to me about the speck in my eye. Yeah, you need to leave me alone about this. But the reality is this demonstrates that that sort of thing is necessary because my sins do impact other people. And I'm not just talking about impacting the people I sin against. Obviously, David sinned against Bathsheba and Uriah, and right. that impacted them. But this is the idea of impacting the entirety of the city, the entirety of the congregation, the entirety of the people. Kind of like when Achan sinned and there was sin in the camp and when the people go up to fight against AI, they they suffer their first defeat because God wasn't with them. God wasn't going to countenance that sin, that secret sin in their midst. Well, think about this in the New Testament. When we talk about the city of God, which is his church, here I am, a living stone in the temple of God mm-hmm. or in the city yeah, of God. I see that. And if I decide to live impenitently in sin, it's like a stone in the wall that is crumbling and falling out. Doesn't that impact the city and the wall? It does. And now look, I I understand that speaking metaphorically, and we can take metaphors too far, I do recognize that no matter what I do, God is going to protect his church in general. It's not going to, the church itself is not going to crumble because I did. But we just need to see the picture that my sin impacts others. And so I need to be drawn into repentance so that the city can be built mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it does. my sin and my repentance impacts others mm-hmm. powerfully. Yeah. It's not just me and my own little private vacuum that should be left alone to do what I want. Right. We, we've got responsibility yeah. to those who are around us. You see that when you think about your relationships and the influence you have with your spouse and with the kids, with the church family. Maybe you're even in a position of leadership. You know, maybe maybe you're an elder in the church or a preacher in the church, or maybe you have some authority in 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 your work. You know, you're a teacher, or a principal, or something like that. Uh, it matters. There's a lot of people looking at you and counting at you and counting on you rather. Uh, and it, and it, it's uh, we find ourselves in the place of David. I hope. I hope that when our sins brought to our attention that we can be humble and broken like David and receive it well as when Nathan confronted him. And have the broken and contrite heart. Thanks so much for listening this week on Psalm 51. I really feel like we just scratched the surface. There were so many things I really wish we could have talked about. But next week we're going to be on to Psalm 52. In a couple of weeks we'll be moving into Season 3. I know it. Looking forward to the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah, it's going to be good, Season 3. Let's go ahead and wrap up this week with prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for the blessing of this time of devotion and concentration upon your word upon Psalm 51. We pray, Father, that as we are invited to look into our own hearts reading this psalm, Father, that we might always be broken and contrite before you and not try to excuse sin or protect it in our lives, Father, but to confess it and to repent of it. Father, that we might be a good example of faithfulness to you and repentance. And and remember, Father, that it's not just us. But there's so many others. We don't want to let them down, Father. We don't want to bring shame upon ourselves and upon your good name. And we thank you for Jesus Christ, who is the embodiment of your mercy and our hope. We want to walk in him today because of his sacrifice. We have forgiveness, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.